Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Three Ball. I'm your host, Samuel, or Sam, and in today's podcast, we are going to be doing the Houston Rockets off-season guide. If y'all haven't been keeping up, I'm doing an off-season guide for every NBA team, starting from, at least for, for the lottery teams, worst record to best record, then after that, we're going to go time eliminated from the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, as I'm recording this, the Miami Heat just took a 2-0 lead which is crazy. Jimmy Butler is phenomenal. I'll talk about that on a future date. Don't worry, I'll get to all the playoff stuff. There's only two series going on, so I feel like there's not a lot to talk about there, but it's the NBA playoffs. There's always there's always a lot to talk about when it comes to playoff time, but today we're talking about a team that was nowhere near the playoffs, the Houston Rockets, who finished the season at 22-60, and 60, fired their head coach Steven Silas, and they hired Ime Udoka, who does have a good track record in his one season as a head coach, as he took the Boston Celtics to the NBA Finals last year. I don't think you'd have the immediate, like the immediate results like that in Houston, but he'll probably come in and make an impact. But the first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about some of the logistical aspects of this team's future. So if y'all are on YouTube, I'm putting up a graphic on screen right now. It's a little spreadsheet with players, salary tables, and first-round picks. For those of you listening, I will explain it once again. At the point guard position, we have Kevin Porter Jr., who's on a four-year deal with a team option for that last for that last year. Behind KPJ is Dacian Nix. I'm hoping pronouncing that first name correctly. He's on a two-year deal with a team option. Ty Ty Washington. I don't know why he's not a restricted free agent, but apparently... Well, I, I'm, I'm trusting my research. It probably isn't all correct, but my research said he has three years left team option on one or two of those years. And behind tight die is DJ Augustine, who is a free agent this year. At the shooting guard position, Jalen Green starts. He has two years left team option. I doubt I put any restrictive free agency on any of this. That's my bad. Jalen Green, he'll probably be a restricted free agent after next year. And Josh Christopher, he's probably in the same boat. He has two years left, team option, restricted free agency probably after that. And quick side note, I apologize for those of you watching on YouTube. I never had, you you guys never saw what I just saw. I did just go through and edit everyone's contracts. So those of you watching it, y'all never saw it, but I did, so I apologize. Tie Dive Washington does have a restricted free, free agency at the end of that third year as does Jalen Green and Josh Christopher at the end of their contracts. And then behind Josh Christopher is Kevin Porter Jr., and we already talked about him. At the starting small forward, you have Kenyon Martin Jr., who has one year left if the Rockets accept his team option, then he'll become an unrestricted free agent. Behind KMJ, we have Sean Tate, who has two years left, including a team option after next year. Behind Tate is Tari Eason, the rookie. He has three years left, a team option, on the last two and a restricted free agency following that. Behind Eason is Josh Christopher. And at the starting power forward, you have the third overall pick from the last year's draft, Jabari Smith Jr., who has three years left, including a team option, team options, and restricted free agency, followed by Tari Eason. We already talked about him. And Usman Garuba. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Garuba has two years left, including a team option and then restricted free agency. And then at the starting center, you have Alperin, Al, Alperin Shingun. He has two years left, team option for next year, and restricted free agency after that. Behind Shingun is Garuba. Behind Garuba is three guys who are entering free agency, Boban Morjanovic, Frank Kaminsky, and Willie Cauley-Stein. All those guys are free agents this offseason. 
As for the salary table for next year, this is the salary table considering that they don't don't bring in any free agents, so they don't re-sign anybody, they don't bring anybody in, and they accept all options. Kevin Porter Jr. will make $16 million, Jalen Green will, would make $10 million, Jabari Smith, 9, Jay Sean Tate, 7, Shingun, 4, Tari Eason, 4, Usman Garuba, 3, Josh Christopher, 2, Taitai Washington, 2, Kenyon Martin Jr., 2, and Dacian Nix, 2, for a total of 80, or 61? Yeah, sorry, $61 million on the books, which leaves them $73 million in projected cap room. That, that'll go down a little bit with that fourth overall pick, probably or down to like, 65 type ish range, which still leaves them a lot of money. And then the projected luxury tax for the 61 million figure is 101 million dollars. As for the first round pick for the Houston Rockets, they have this year's pick, they have the number four pick, they have the Clippers pick at number 20, both for the for both for this year. They ha- next year, their pick may go to OKC. It's top four protected. If it's top four, Houston will get it. If not, it will belong to Oklahoma City. They also have Brooklyn's pick next year. They have Washington's pick next year that's top 10 protected, which if it's not conveyed, it'll be top 10 protected in 2025 and top eight protected in 2026. And this is a fall of the Russell Westbrook trade. Also next year, they have the Pistons pick, top 18 protected. And if that's not conveyed, it will be top 13 protected, then top 11 protected, then top 9 protected in following years. But but both of these picks, the Washington and the Detroit picks, are kind of confusing. They could go to Oklahoma City, or they could go to New York. I don't understand all the details. I think it has to do with the whole Jalen Duran, Ushman Jang, Kimba Walker type of trade, that, that trade that went on during the draft last year. I don't know all the ins and outs of it. But that, that's what the research said, so I'm just going to go by it. Rockets fans, y'all might know more. In 2025, Houston has their own pick. It has some weird swap rules on it, so I don't know everything about that one. Also in 2025, they have the Clippers or Oklahoma City or Brooklyn pick. Another one, it's weird with swaps. And then in 2026, Houston's pick is top four protected, goes to Oklahoma City. And also in 2026, they have Brooklyn's pick. In 2027, they have a better swap with Brooklyn, so whichever pick is better, they get. And in 2028, they have their own draft pick, same as in 2029. So that is all the logistical stuff for this Rockets roster. I mean, they have a lot of money. They have a lot of money. They can they sort of have freedom this offseason. We'll see what they we'll see what the Rockets do, slash if they do anything. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. Alright, now I'm going to talk about more of the players and actual things that they need to do with this free agency. So, going into the lottery, the Rockets, um, I, I'm pretty sure they, they that pick was top four. I don't know, but it, may have, it may, may have been or may not have been. But I thought that even though Victor was the guy this draft season, I thought that the player who would have the best fit in Houston was Scoot Henderson. For some reason, I don't know, I, I just could really picture Scoot in a Houston Rockets jersey, and I was I didn't know why that was. Maybe it's because he and Jalen Green both were G League players. I'm not sure, but for some reason, I can perfectly see Scoot Henderson in a Rockets jersey. Sadly, I don't imagine that, but the reason I thought this was because the Rockets already have a center that I think you believe in is in Alpern Shingun, but they don't really have a point guard that they're 
completely sold on. Kevin Porter Jr., he's played a lot of shooting guard in his career. He can play the two. He's six foot four. He can he can definitely run that position. Or the Rockets could just move on to, from Kevin Porter Jr. He's a good player, but he's had a couple of incidents in his past. Cleveland, I, I think Cleveland may have just cut him. I forget what Cleveland did to get rid of him. But they got rid of him pretty quickly after a good season. I know that. So... I don't. I. I mean, he's he's had a really good year this season. He's he honestly he's had a really really good year. Let me pull up the stats really quickly for Kevin Porter Jr. He averaged 19 this year, five rebounds, six assists. He had a really really good season. That could be something the Rockets want to keep around. That could be something that the Rockets are sort of you know are saying, hey, this has some good trade value. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see what they do with that. But with the with the fourth pick in the draft. They have a lot of freedom because chances are, right, chances are that Victor is gone, Scoot is gone, Brandon Miller is gone. That is what seems fairly likely. It seems like those guys are going to go at the top of the draft. And after that, there's a lot of different routes you could take. It's sort of like take the player that can fit best with the roster because there's so many different guys who play different positions. And I think the best player for the Rockets would be Amen Thompson. I mean, when all the literally like all the draft mocks I was looking at had Amen Thompson going forward to Houston. He's a six foot seven point guard, shooting guard, and he could still be on the board. And I think he'd be a great player for this team to draft. The only downside to Thompson is that he and Jalen Green are both more, you know, inclined to be a rim attacking guard. But I mean, Green. Shot the ball really, really well this year from three. He shot about 34%, which isn't fantastic. But, like, that's probably going to improve over time. And I think that Eamon Thompson also will probably become a good shooter. We've seen that with so many guys in the NBA. Because the NBA, it's a league where you either can shoot the ball or you don't make it. I've talked about this before. We've seen him with guys like Ben Simmons. Can't shoot the ball. And he goes from an all-star to one of the most hated players in the league, and now he's just riding the bench in Brooklyn. We've seen that happen. So guys who can't shoot often become sort of quote-unquote useless, but there are some guys who can't shoot that become useful. They have to find the right role, such as guys like Steven Adams. I'm a Grizzlies fan. I always bring up the Grizzlies. Uh, Steven Adams, for example, he can't shoot, but he does his job. But Eamon Thompson's not a player like Stephen Adams. Eamon Thompson's a guy who you want to score the ball, you want to play make, and I think he can do both of those things. And if you can add a shot to his game, he'll be incredible. So I, I don't think that Houston should avoid drafting Thompson just because they're like, oh, he and Jalen Green play too similar. Neither one's a great shooter. I, I don't think that necessarily matters. I think you just go, hey, this is a six foot seven point guard who can play make and score. I think we draft him. I think that'll be a very solid selection for Houston. And now we'll move on to their upcoming free agents. They have a lot of them, as I said, but none of them are really vital to the team. I mean, all of them are sort of guys who don't play much, some older guys. I don't expect any of them to be back, if I'm being brutally honest. I, I, I could easily see Houston just letting all four of them walk and those four guys for, for reference, are DJ Augustine, Boba Marjanovic, Frank Kaminsky, and Willie Cauley-Stein. I could see all four of those guys ending up on a different roster or, sadly, no roster. I hope that doesn't happen, but there's a chance. DJ Augustine and Willie Cauley-Stein in particular are guys I think Houston just signed at the end of the year, 
and didn't play very much. I can check how many games they played. If they did play any, it was not a lot. It does not look like Willie Cauley-Stein or D.J. Augustine played a single second for the Rockets this year. I think they're just technically on the roster, and they'll be free agents, so I highly, highly doubt that they will be back. Another free agent decision that they need to make is is Kenyon Martin Jr. He has a team option, and it's only for like $2 million, but they have a team option, so he could be a free agent if the Rockets decline it. Personally, I would expect him to be back, like I said, because he's only making $2 million. The Rockets really don't have a good reason to say no. It's you know, it's definitely not the money. They they would not bring him back because he's making too like <laughs> This is a weird way of wording it. They would not not bring him back because he's making too much money. He's making a good amount of money. That would be a reason to bring him back. That might be a better way of... Might be a better way of phrasing it. I mean, and Martin Jr., he has... Uh, positional versatility. He played all 82 this year. That's really, really impressive and valuable in today's league when guys don't play a lot of games. He averaged nearly 13, 5.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, shot the ball about 57% from the field. Pretty solid stats for Kenyon Martin Jr. in this year. I mean, as a starter, which is what you mean, starting most of the games, not all of them. I think that they started They started Eric Gordon when they had him, but once Eric Gordon left, Kenyon Martin Jr. took that role as a starting small forward, and he did very well with it. So we'll see what they end up doing with Kenyon Martin Jr. I mean, he's shown clear progression, right? He, he, he Last year, he, had, he only averaged about nine points a game, and he played seven less minutes. So in seven more minutes, he's, he's scoring like four more points, which is pretty solid. There's clear progression there, as I said. There's clear ability to be a starter in this league. I think that he's a guy that you would... I don't know why you wouldn't bring him back. So I think that that should be a move that Houston 100% should make, is bringing back Kenyon Martin Jr. Otherwise, the team has excess cap room. They have plenty. They can go try to add a young piece. They can outbid a team in restricted free agency. Or they could even like take a chance on a player in a bad situation, trade for a guy... Or just sign a guy who's been in a bad situation his entire career. Maybe try to give him more opportunities. Try to develop him. Who knows what they do with that. Houston could also, they have so much money, they could take on a bad contract and a draft pick if they really wanted to. They have tons of options in free agency. And then there's the James Harden rumors. And personally, I would not have been opposed to it if they had snagged a guy like Victor Wimbanyama, who's a win-now player. I would not have been opposed to adding James Harden, other than he might have limited Victor's growth just a little bit. But uh, personally, I think if if they had Victor, a team with Harden, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, and Victor Wimbanyama, that would, that would not have been a bad team. In a, in a deep Western Conference, that would have been a very, very solid team, which is saying something. But Houston got the fourth pick. They did not get the first overall pick, meaning that I that Harden would not come into a win-now situation, I don't think. So I don't think he would leave Philly unless it's a situation where he either, one, he really wants more money, two, he wants a larger role, three, he wants a chance for mentoring younger guys that he could get, like, in Houston, but that he necessarily, couldn't necessarily get in Philadelphia, or four, he just doesn't like the Philadelphia organization, which, I mean, you might have fair reason to by now because of how they exited the playoffs, but he's been there a year and a half, man. He's been there a year and a half. I think he should re-sign. That's just my personal, that's just my personal advice, but it's James Harden. He can decide to do what he wants to do. And, uh, the entire team, though, is controlled by management, 
like in future years, they have a ton of team options, so they can like quickly pivot the roster in future years due to like like I said, due to the abundance of team options that they have. So let's say they do get a guy like James Harden, and they realize, oh, we're so close, we're one piece away. There's a big guy in free agency this year. Well, we got we got to cut some of these team options. They could do that. They have a ton of them. The management sort of can decide what they want to do there. So that's always nice if from from an organizational standpoint to have these guys on team options or the team gets to decide how valuable they are slash how necessary they are for the future, you know, advancement and stuff. And then the guys that they could let go next year are Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Dacian Nix, Usman Garuba, Jay Sean Tate, and Alperin Shingun. The only ones who could realistically be let go are Nix, Garuba, Christopher, and Tate, and even out of those guys, I doubt that they do let some of them go. I mean, Nix has been very average, and his shooting has been well below average. He shot about, what, 29% from three this year? That's not great. He averaged four points a game in about 16 minutes, playing 56, 57 games, I'm sorry. So very average statistics. He may need another year or two to develop, and Usman Garuba is similar. He's just your typical big man behind Alpern Shingun. He does rebound well for his size. He averaged about four in 12 minutes, and he's only six foot eight. So he does rebound pretty well. Actually played 13 minutes, but still. He does rebound the ball pretty well. He, he averages more rebounds than points, so he does rebound. You, you cannot say Garuba is not a good rebounder. So they might want to bring him back for rebounding. Who knows? Um, Josh Christopher, he did take a step back this year after a promising rookie year. I'm honestly not sure why Houston took some of his minutes away. Since the roster is fairly similar to last year's, it's like very, very similar other than the new rookies coming in, both of which are forwards and don't really affect Josh Christopher. Plus, they traded Eric Gordon, which in, in a sense should create more opportunity for a guy like Josh Christopher, but they didn't really give it to him. He only played 12 minutes a game this year. I mean, he scored six, not terrible. He shot the ball really inefficiently from three, about 23.5%. You got to improve that if you want to be on this team, but I, I, I don't think that they would... I don't think that they would get rid of him. I think he's a guy that you would look as as more of either if you you don't cut him in free agents you don't cut his team option. I think you bring him back if you want to use a trade piece. You can, but this year his efficiency was down, and so his overall production was down. It, it just wasn't a good year for Josh Christopher. I think it was his sophomore year, so I'm I'm not too worried about him. I think he'll improve. We'll see how he does next year. That might be the deciding factor for the Rockets on that team option. And then Jay Sean Tate is the last guy. He was injured for a large chunk of this season, and that caused him to only play 31 games. I mean, he's a six foot four, six foot five power forward, small forward. So he's an interesting piece in and of itself. But his stats from this year and even last year, I mean, they, they seemed pretty lateral. I mean, they, they, they seemed pretty similar, other than the fact that his minutes are decreasing. His minutes are going down, which is never a good sign for a player uh, as far as their future on a team goes if their minutes are going down. That's never what you want to see because that means that they may be seen as not necessary anymore. So, who knows? Um, and, and, and Tate's another guy who looked promising early in his career only to see a minutes decrease. But like I said, he's a 27-year-old, six foot four, small forward power forward. So he, he doesn't exactly fit the bill of a current Rockets rebuild piece that they consider long-term. That That's just my take on it. Um, and, the, and the Rockets need to decide which of these guys that I just mentioned are part of their future and then evaluate whether they'll be given their 
or their, whether their team option will be accepted after next season. I mean, obviously, there's this upcoming year to analyze, and that's the most important year because that's the most recent stats, the most recent versions of the player for you to go off of. But it'll be nice this offseason to just have an idea like, hey, if this player doesn't do this, this, and this, I don't think we can accept his option. That will be nice to for Houston to know just for their future just for their future plans. Plus, if you don't plan to give a player an option, maybe you explore a trade this offseason, maybe you explore a trade during the season, you have some options if you know that you're not going to accept that team option. Another thing that they need to do this offseason is they need to continue to develop their rookies, Jabari Smith Jr. and Tari Eason in particular. And we'll start with Jabari. I mean, maybe you would have wanted more than what he gave you this year. It wasn't terrible, but he averaged 13.7 rebounds, about 41% from the field and 31% from three. Not not incredible efficiency by any means. Maybe you would want more out of him, especially since Jabari's a guy who was honestly projected to go number one in the draft for a very, very, very long time. Jabari was the guy that I think most people may have thought was going to go number one. And then after that, it was Holmgren or Ben Caro. Personally, I thought that Jabari would probably go number one. I thought Paulo was better, but I thought Jabari might go number one. But they ended up drafting, or the Magic ended up drafting Paulo, meaning that Jabari ended up falling to the Rockets. And, like I said, maybe you would have wanted more out of him. But it's a good starting place. It's definitely a good starting place. I think you shouldn't be necessarily angry with his production. He's a rookie. You should got to give him time. He does need, like I said, he does need to improve his efficiency because it's not very good. And next year, you need to see a points increase because third overall pick, you're expecting at least 15 to 20 points, probably by their second season. You're expecting to see some improvement from him as well because improvement means that they haven't reached their potential yet, which is what you want for young guys. You want them to be able to reach their potential, but when they're, you're young, when, they're, when they're young, you want to make sure that they're progressing towards that potential, not staying stagnant. And then Tari Eason, he was a really nice steal, the 17th overall pick. He scored about 9 points a game this year in about 21 and a half minutes. He also grabbed 6 rebounds. He shot pretty well from 3 for a rookie. 34% is not terrible for a rookie, about 45% from the field in total. Not bad stats at all. If Houston can continue to develop him into either a starting type of guy or better, I think he could be seen as a very good value draft pick. And personally, I would like to see him start next year in place of Kenyon Martin Jr. potentially. I think Tari Eason has that potential. If you don't go get a small forward in the draft with that fourth overall pick, such as a Cam Whitmore or a Asar Thompson, Eamon Thompson's brother, I think Eamon is advertised as better. But if you want to go draft a small forward, you can. But if you don't, I think there's a legitimate argument for Tari Eason to start this season. Personally, I, I don't, I'm not opposed to it. I would like to see Tari Eason start. Give him more opportunities. See what he can give you. Especially if you don't believe in Kenya Martin Jr. as a long-term piece. Or you just let Kenya Martin Jr. go and it's, <laughs> it's right there for Tari Eason if that happens. He should be the starting small forward in that case. But then you may have to go get another backup power forward. It, but, I mean, Usman Garuba can do that if necessary. Jay Sean Tate, I know he's small, but he could do that. He's done that before in his career. I don't think that should be your, your worry if you start Tari Eason. Another rookie this year was Ty Ty Washington. He wasn't bad scoring-wise in 14 minutes. I mean, he averaged 5 a game, 
but his shooting his shooting splits were pretty trash. <laughs> that that's really the only way to describe it. Thirty six percent from the field and twenty four percent from three. Not good at all. Maybe they're rookie jitters. Maybe he's trying to impress the team in limited minutes, or maybe it's just a sign to, sign of things to come for Ty Ty. Hopefully not, because I'm a Kentucky fan, and I love Ty Ty Washington when he was on the Cats. So hopefully he's. Oh, I I hope the best for him. I I I just hope that it is either rookie jitters or trying to impress in limited minutes, and not a signal of what is to come. And then Jalen Green. We'll talk about him for a little bit. Obviously, he's the building block right now. He needs to be built around, as I, as I basically said. If, I mean, never mind. Uh, he took a leap to about 22 points a game this season, which is really, really impressive for him. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Shot the ball better. I Actually, I don't know what his shooting percentage was last year. His splits weren't terrible. About 42% from the field. I think 36, 34, one of those two from three, maybe 35. It's in that range. 34% from three. That could improve, but that's okay. He'll, he has time. Like I said, he does need to improve that efficiency in order to be a significant building block or centerpiece of a rebuild, depending on how Houston views him. Alpern Shingun, he had a really good year this season. He averaged about 15 points a game. He hauled down nine rebounds, which is pretty solid, while also getting four assists. I mean, I know four assists isn't a lot, but you could get a triple-double here and there. Who knows? You might, I mean, he's a center, but centers in the day's game do pass more, but that shouldn't be the expectation for him. Uh, if, if, if the team had gotten Victor, I think it would have been really interesting to see what they would have done with Alperin. I don't know what they would have done. They may have gone big, put Jabari at the three. It, it would have been weird. But obviously, that did not work out for them. And then Kevin Porter Jr., he had the best year of his career. He averaged 19, point, 19 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists on good efficiency. We already touched on him just a little bit. He had a really, really good season this year. But like I said, maybe he is a trade piece, or he's a piece that you want to invest in and develop. Personally, I think that he should be used as trade bait or something else if the team does want to go target a point guard for the future. I mean, Jalen Green could even run someone. I, I I wouldn't probably want to see it, but I think he could if you really wanted to draft a shooting guard or something. It'll be interesting to see what Houston does with Kevin Porter Jr., who's definitely one of the most intriguing pieces on the team. Personally, I would work to trade him and draft Eamon Thompson if he's on the board. If Worst-case scenario, right, you end up drafting Brandon Miller, which isn't bad because then you can just slide him in at the small forward, which is probably the weakest position in the starting lineup just overall. So no matter what you do, if you get one of those four guys, you're not going to get Victor, but if you get one of the next three, Scoot, uh, if you get Scoot, Thompson, or Brandon Miller, you're chilling, I think. Whichever one of those guys you want or get, you're happy. And then that's most of the stuff that I wanted to talk about for the Houston Rockets today. In recap, the Houston Rockets are going to have the opportunity to draft a point guard who would fit in with the timeline, because Kevin Porter Jr. actually, Kevin Porter Jr. is really young. I think he's really young. He's only 22 years old, so never mind. Forget fitting in with the timeline, because Kevin Porter Jr. does that as well. But he would, the point guard they draft will fit in with the timeline. It's not wrong. And I think that Eamon Thompson will be the perfect guy as I said, a 6'7 point guard who can attack the rim really well, and if he can add a consistent three-point shot, he'll be a really, really effective point guard for this team. I mean, obviously, that is if Scoot doesn't fall. I expect him to go second to the, to the Hornets, but who knows? 
Charlotte could make a different decision, and Portland could trade their pick. Who knows? Uh, I I think that you should probably accept Kenyon Martin Jr.'s team option in free agency this offseason, and then you explore the Harden possibility. I, I, I don't think you do it, but you definitely explore it if you have some other pieces that you can bring in that are on the table. I don't think you bring in Harden by himself. I don't think that takes you to the top in this loaded Western Conference where you have incredible teams from 1 to, like, 11. You have really, really good basketball teams. So I don't think that James Harden by himself will make you a championship contender. I think you need to get other guys. So if you are going to get a Harden, you need to check out other pieces. So that that that's more the free agency advice. And like I said, definitely accept that Kenya Martin Jr. option. It's $2 million. It's not going to cost you much. Just bring him back. It's an easy decision. At least in my opinion, it should be an easy, easy choice. You also need to evaluate the value of players who have team options in next year's free agency, just to remind y'all of who those players are. That is Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Dacian Nix, Usman Garuba, Jayshon Tate, and Alperin Shingun. Green and Shingun will be accepted. The other four are guys that you need to evaluate this year, and even this offseason. Evaluate them this year, this offseason, and choose which ones you want to be more invested in, which ones need to be evaluated further, or even which ones you're okay parting ways with because you plan to do it next year anyways. Who knows? They'll, they need. I, I, think, I think they need to work on getting an idea of what they want to do there so they can be more prepared. And the final thing that they need to do is continue developing their young pieces. They have a lot of them, and if you can get them to points... I, I, I think that Houston has all of the right pieces in place if they can reach their potential. Jalen Green looks like he could be an all-star one day. Jabari Smith didn't show too many, too many signs of that, but if he improves some of his efficiency, I think that he could become a really good player for them. And the you know, third overall pick, he obviously has a really high potential. I think he's a guy that you definitely invest in. Then you have the other guys, like Alper and Shingun, Kemper Jr. You have a lot of young guys. Continue developing them. Continue investing in them. Add the new draft pack, draft pick. Invest in him. You have a lot of options of, who, of which guys you want to be more invested in, but I think that you need to make sure that you're focusing on the right players for the for, uh, specifically the players who can help the team be championship contenders and who knows what the near future might be 10 years five years who knows but players that can help you be competitive in however many years time <laughs> help you be competitive soon I'll say that so that's most of the stuff I have for the Rockets today if y'all did enjoy it make sure to show support wherever y'all are listening or watching on and thank y'all so much for watching or listening and tomorrow we should have the Hornets. We'll talk about their second overall pick, LaMelo Ball. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about there tomorrow. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, I'm out.